Pressures are receiving that. Once again, get your faith out there, okay? Get your faith out there. Now, the last two Wednesday nights, now, we've been talking about the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit, and you can find that specifically in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. There's nine of them. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, which is patience, self-control, goodness, kindness, gentleness, and meekness, which is the robe of humility. Every one of those guys are a valuable need to each one of us. But the reason they're called the fruit of the Spirit is that's the only way they happen. I can't come down here and lay hands on Raul and say, Father God, I, I pray love on him. No, that comes from the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. Now, every time any person gets born again, the fruit of the Spirit, I believe, is deposited within us. And some of you will say, well, where's it at? Well, it's got to be developed and it's got to be matured. It's got to be grown up. Think about fruit on a tree. It doesn't happen overnight. And so this is what we're talking about. Now go with me to the book of Matthew chapter 21. Or Matthew 22. Matthew chapter 22. Now we're going to talk about love. We talked about it last week. But love is the cornerstone. It's the hallmark of all of them. And I mean, we can't just give it one night. We're going to have to go at least two nights on it. But I believe to unlock the, the, the secrets to the fruit of the Spirit, I've got to develop love because every one of them flow off of love. Every one of these. And so love must be our trademark, guys. And last week, if you were here, you found out love is an effort. Love is a verb, okay? And I believe the, the thing that makes life worth living is loving and being loved. That's what every one of us need. We, we need to give love, but we need to be loved. And so... Where does love fit into your priority list? Well, if it's not very high up there, I believe tonight will change you a little bit. Matthew chapter 22. Begin with me in verse 34. But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, you've got to realize the Pharisees and Sadducees, they were the, 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 the leaders of the Jewish community. They led by the law, and they gathered together. Then one of them, a lawyer, asked Jesus a question, testing him and saying, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law. Now, the, the, the morality of the Jews, it consisted of countless rules and regulations. That's all they knew, guys, was rules and regulations. And so this lawyer, he says to Jesus, which one of these is the greatest? Which one of these is, is the principle? Now, what we got to understand about God, guys, God is love. Love isn't something that, that God just does. Love is who He is. That's His nature. If you were to describe love, it would be God. Uh, 1 John 4, 7 and 8 says, Beloved, let us love one another. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. And so understand this right off. God is the, the description of love. And so the first commandment that He goes on to tell us here in verse 37, He said, Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Now, you know what that tells me? I'm to love God with everything I got. Everything that I have, I am to love. It ought to be a joy to love God this way. I think it's pretty easy for most of us to love God. I don't believe that's difficult. The difficult one is the next one. Verse 38, this is the first and the great commandment. Verse 39 and the second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Now, Jesus, he, he summed up here all the moral obligations in one word. 
love. If we would ever get love down, this world would be totally different. Because if, if, if I love my neighbor, I'm not going to kill him. If I love my neighbor, I'm not going to steal from him. And so love is, is the, the, the primary one here. And Jesus not only summed it up in one word, he summed it up in a twofold meaning here. He tells us, number one, love God and love your neighbor. Now, it's pretty easy to read that verse. We're to love our neighbor, and you've, you've probably found out in this thing called life, it's a lot harder to love people than it is just to talk about it, okay? We can talk about it all day, but the proof of the pudding's in the eating. We got to get busy doing it here. And so this is big that I understand this now. Here's what we got to understand about verse 39 tonight. How am I to love my neighbor? Look what it says real close. As yourself as myself and here here's big this is big so if i don't love myself i won't love my neighbor actually i i think the word want there should be replaced with the word i can't so if i don't love myself i can't love my neighbor how's that pest well it's like this i can't give away what i don't have and so if I don't learn to love myself, I'm never going to love my neighbor. And so let me ask you a question here real quick. How do you love yourself tonight? Are you always beating up yourself? Are you always comparing yourself? I, I just wish I was like so-and-so. I just wish I was as smart as Matt Robinson. I just wish I was as handsome as Rolu. And so what happens with each one of us, our life, it goes on. And we're never content being who God created us to be. I've got to get to the point in my life where I love myself. Now, how that happens, guys, is when you begin to hang out with God, God's love will get on the inside of you. It's like if I had a glass of water right here and I was thirsty, but I never drank the water I would remain thirsty, even though it was right there. That's very similar with the kingdom of God. I've got to start hanging out with God. I start reading the word, and I find out, and God loves me, and I, I can love myself. Now, he goes on to end right here in verse 40. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Everything, everything that we'll ever do is hinging on these two commandments. Now, if you'll notice, he said commandments. He didn't say multiple choices, okay? He didn't say if you're having a good day or a bad day. Go with me to the book of James, chapter number 2. Way back there in the back, right after Hebrews. Get to Hebrews, and James will be the next one. James, chapter 2. Now, as we're going there, guys, I believe to love myself, I've got to love myself in a balanced way. That's not an arrogance. That's not a better than now. The way we love ourselves is this. We love ourselves because God created us this way. And anytime I don't love myself, you know what I'm actually doing? I'm actually slapping Father God and I'm saying, Father God, I don't like the way you created me. And so this, this is the process, I believe, that will help every one of us. The first thing I've got to learn to do is receive God's love. How do I receive that? I just receive that by faith. I thank you, Father God, you love me. Thank you, Father God, you love me. Now, what happens before long that when you receive the love of God, the next thing is 
you'll begin to be able to love yourself because you'll see yourself in the image that Jesus created you to be in. Then what happens, once I receive the love of God and I begin to love myself, then I can begin to love God back and then I can begin to love other people. Because without the love of God, if I don't have that in me, God, I can't give away what I don't have. Now, I want every one of you right now, just to, just to close your eyes, just right there, just close your eyes. And this, this will be a big step for every one of us. Just say this, say, God loves me. God loves me. Now, some of you can say it real boldly. Some of you may have a hard time doing that. Guys, I encourage you to do that. I encourage you at times to just put your hand on your heart and say, God loves me. You know why? That's what the Bible says. All you're doing is agreeing with the Bible. Now, close your eyes, and here's another step. This is a big one. Say this, I love myself. Now, a lot of you, man, you just hit the brake. I can't do that. Well, why not? Think about this. This is what the Bible tells us. If I can't love myself, I can't love others. Now, these are, these are things that I, I encourage you to do. You know what this is called? This is called meditation. Where you just begin to meditate on the Word of God, and I believe it's healthy to sit there day by day and say, Ah, Father God, I thank you. I thank you. Not only do you love me, Father God, just as we sang tonight, and some of you sang with all your heart, the love of God goes on and on and on and on. Well, you know who his love goes on and on to? To you. To me. I can't find anywhere in the Bible where it says that you're to hate yourself. It's not in there. And so i got to get to the point, guys, where I'm comfortable being me. You're comfortable being you. You ought to enjoy being you. I've never forgot this. This was years and years back. And they showed this guy who was a, a downhill skier. I'm telling you guys, he was crazy. The stuff he would go off. But he had the wildest hairdo I've ever seen in my life. He had a mohawk and then the, the, the rest of it stood straight up about a foot high. It looked like a, a peacock's feathers. And it had every color in there. And he was crazy on these skis. But this guy interviewed him, said to him, he said, if you could be anybody in the world, who would you be? And he sat there and pondered that a minute, and then he grinned, and he said, me. And I loved it. I loved it, because you know what he was saying? I'm comfortable being me. I like being me. Here's the deal, guys, tonight. You are one person you're never going to get away from. Everywhere you go, there you are. And every mirror you look, there you are. So guess what? You're stuck with you. So guess, you might as well start liking yourself because God likes you. He wonderfully and fearfully created you. Now let's go on a little bit farther. James chapter 2. Look with me in verse number 8. James 2 verse 8. If you really fulfill the royal law, according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbors yourself. You do well if you fulfill it. But if you show partiality, and the word partiality denotes making distinctions among people based on their rank, based on their influence. I'm going to tell you something tonight, guys. All human beings are created equal. Every one of us. And a human being's worth cannot be based off of wealth, social standings, education. It can't be based... The, the, the well-being of a human being is based on because Father God created every one of us. 
Now he says here, if you show partiality, you commit sin and are convicted by the law as a transgressor. So you know what he says? If you show favoritism in God's eyes, guess what it is? It's a sin. It is a flat out sin. And it can be based on a lot of things. And so I encourage you, don't be a person that shows favoritism or partiality. I believe it's very healthy for us, and this is even some of the stuff we talked about on Sunday morning, that I, I love all people. That one of the greatest prayers I think every one of us can say is, Father God, let me see people through your eyes. Let me see people through your tears. Think about this, guys. When Jesus died on the cross, he didn't just die for me. He died for every one of us. And so he's given us an insight right here about fulfilling the, the royal law. And you know what it was about? Being good to people. I can talk about love all day up here. We can sing about love. But once again, the proof of the pudding is how well do I treat other people? Now, you're real close right there. Turn over just a couple pages to 1 John 3. Keep going to your right, and you're going to hit it real quick. 1 John 3. Now, understand this, guys. Love is action. Love is a verb. i got to keep love going in my life. This is going to help each one of us right here. 1 John chapter 3. 1 John chapter 2. No, 1 John chapter 3. Wouldn't know I speak for a living. 1 John 3, verse 16. There it is. By this we know love. By this we know love. Now, what the Word of God is fixing to tell us is this is the example. This is how me and you will know love right here. By this we know love because He, Jesus, He laid down His life for us. Now, right there, that is the description of love. That is the example of love that he said, you know what, I prefer you guys over myself. But look what it says very next. And we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. You know who the brethren are? Fellow believers. And so when I look at this, this becomes the example now. The question that arises in me is how well do I lay down my life for other people? Well, I don't like to be inconvenienced. I don't like people to bother me. I just kind of like my own business. But when I read this, guys, I believe the Lord's wanting us to get out of our box, wherever you're at, and begin to prefer love, and that means to prefer other people. Now, he goes on to say this, but whoever has this world's goods... And sees his brother in needs and shuts up his heart from him. How does the love of God abide in him? Do you know what that's saying? You know what one of the definitions of love would be in i got to start looking for things to be a blessing. i got to start looking at what can I do for other people. Love is a sacrifice. And love is the standard. Now, here's a great thing that happened. I, di- I didn't realize this until Monday. I-, I walked into our office over here, and there's these, I don't know, four or five of these massive boxes, cardboard boxes. And so I lift up one of the lid on there, and I looked in there, 
And there is, I don't know how many of these uh, black and red hoodies. I mean masses of them. And so I'm thinking, well, how did those get here? And so I pulled one out. And, of course, my uh, digging in and the way I read things, I say, man, this is, look, the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Well, Sydney comes in. I said, where did those come from? And she said, they came from Tommy Slater right here. He's one of the managers at Coles. And I said, well, golly, they're brand new. What's wrong with them? And she said, well, Pastor, there was a misprint on there. Instead of Texas Tech Red Raiders, it says the Texas Tech Red Riders. They left an A out. But they're brand new. And his heart was, I want to bless the orphans. And so I talked to him a minute ago, and I said, I'm going to tell you right now. If you could see what would happen when you pull those things out, every one of us in here, you would cry like babies. It would melt your heart. And so right here, this is just an opportunity to say, I just want to be good to people. And so this is what this is talking about here. Now keep reading with me, verse 18. My little children, let us not love in word or in tongue or theory, but in deed, in action, and in truth. And by this, by what? By loving indeed, we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before Him. So once again, you know how you know when you're really in love? When you start doing deeds, when you start getting out of your box, when you start looking to ways to being a blessing. And guys, that can be a word. That can be just being kind to someone. Opening the door. When I was uh, 20 years old, me and Shelly moved up to Tulsa to go to Bible school. And there was a family that lived by us called the Kings. And oh my gosh, they were kings. They were hearts of a servant. And any time I would go over to their house, they would, they would all greet you with a kiss and they would hug you. And they would start telling you how wonderful you looked. And oh, I can see God all over. And they would just sit there and continue to boast on you and brag on you. Man, you just sit there and just gloat in it like, oh, tell me more. Tell me more. And you know what I saw? That wasn't just toward me and Shelly. That was toward everybody. When I would see them at school, that's how they did. And guess what people did? People flocked to them. You know why? The great thing in life is to be loved and to give love. And they understood it. And I'll never forget, Shelly was working one night. She got off at about nine, and she came home, and she came walking in the house. And I remember I had red lipstick. I didn't remember. She remembered. She saw it. I had red lipstick all over my face, and she looked at me, and she said, where have you been? And I said, I've been up at the king's house. And she said, oh, okay. You know what she knew that meant? They was up there, and the kings were kissing on him and blessing him and all that. I tell you, guys, this is the love of God. This is what we got to do. How many of you have ever been around people that are just lovers? Man, it's easy. If any of you ever been around my mom, that's how my mom is. My mom is just that way. She's always hugging on people and kissing them and doing that stuff. That's why people love to be around my mother. She's 75, something, six years old. I think that's big that each one of us get this on the inside of us. Now, he doesn't stop there. He says, if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and he knows all things. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence toward God. And so you know what he's telling me right here? He's saying, if your heart has compassion, guys, 
There's going to be a confidence that's released in you because of the love of God. And every one of us, whether you like this or not, you're a distribution center. You are the Walmart of earth. And you know what that means? God puts his blessings in you to flow right out of you. And so where does the confidence come? The confidence comes, guys, in the very next verse that because I've been a giver and I love like God says to me, look what he says in verse 22. And whatever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing to him. So you know what this tells me? When I'm a lover and the love of God is flowing out of me and I obey that commandment, when I go to Father God in prayer, he hears. Things begin to happen because the doors of love swing right open to every one of us. This is good for us to understand. Now, you're real close. Go back there to your left, to Hebrews chapter 10. Ooh, if you just learn to walk in love. And I'm not talking, guys, about a heroic deed. I'm talking about a daily life of compassion. And something happens when we get to do that. Uh, Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews 10. How many of you remember years ago, and this may date some of us, there was a song that was called, I Lost That Love and Feeling. I'd sing it to you, but it'd tear it up. It'd butcher it. But he says, I lost, yeah, you can bark, that's that be howling at the moon. I lost that love and feeling now. It's gone, gone, gone. Well, I always look at this now and I think, where did it go to? Where did it evaporate to? But here's the thing is, guys, love is not a feeling. Love is a decision that I make in my heart that says, you know what? I'm going to love people and I'm going to treat people just how Jesus would. And in order to get to that place... I've got to purpose that in my heart. What does that mean? You're going to have to learn to love on purpose. It's not just going to happen, guys. You know why? Because none of us are born with that. We're born with with, uh, selfishness. How do you know that, Pastor? What's one of the first words a child learns to say? Mine. Mine. Who teaches him that? Nobody. He just learns that. Every one of us. Well, what happens is through all our life, that's what ends up happening. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. That's why I got a purpose to walk in love. Where everything isn't just mine. Hebrews 10, verse 24. And this is just stuck right in the middle. Of this. this is a great verse right here. And let us consider one another. The Amplified says, be attentive, continuous, and care watching over one another. In order to stir up love, to stimulate, to incite love. And what? And good works. I want you to see all that, guys, right there. And let us consider one another to stir up love. What is one of the days we stir up love when we start to say, i got to do something good today. i got to be a blessing to somebody today. And all that is, guys, is getting my focus off of me. Because once again, it's what I said again, walking in love is not natural. You're going to have to make an effort. You're going to have to make an investment, and it's going to be a sacrifice. But this is where I believe, guys, the Holy Spirit kicks in. You're not going to have to do it. all. The Holy Spirit. You know why it's called the fruit of the Spirit? Because it only comes by the Holy Spirit. He's the only one. So here's the deal. You begin to ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Begin to stir up love within me. Begin to stir up love within me. Now, what will happen, I promise you, 
that your, your eyes will begin to open up in a way of love. And you'll see people. And it's maybe give them a kind word. Maybe it's to tell somebody thank you. Maybe to tell someone, God bless you, have a good day. You know, sometimes that's one of the best things you can say to a checker at Walmart. They've been abused all day. You just look at them and say, God bless you, have a great day. Have a great day. But what is this doing? The Holy Spirit will birth this in you. He'll begin to work in you, I promise you. If you begin to say, stir up love with me. Stir up love within my marriage. Stir up love within my home. Stir. This is what will happen. I got one more verse I got to get you to tonight. Colossians chapter 3. Colossians 3. And as you're turning there, listen, I, I got to become where I'm, I'm addicted to love. Where I said, man, I, I just walk in love every day. Every day. Every day. I, I look at ways to, 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 to walk in love, to be a blessing to people. The love of God. It goes on and on and on and on and on. Colossians 3, I hope you're there, verse 12. Therefore, as the elect of God or the hand-picked representatives of God, holy and beloved, put on. Put on. Now, what does he tell me to put on here? Put on mercy, kindness, humility, meekness, and long-suffering. Put it on. So you know what this tells me? This is a choice. And I believe these are part of the fruit of the Spirit right here that he's talking about. And it shows me here that the fruit of the Spirit needs to be manifested in our life. The fruit of the Spirit is not to sit dormant in us. It's to come out in mercy, long-suffering. It's to come out in love. But I'm going to have to put it on. It's just like your clothes. When you get dressed to go to work tomorrow morning, your clothes just don't jump off the hanger right on you. You don't run out and get into your car and all of a sudden your shoes come flying out and they jump on you. That would be convenient for some of you who run late. But that is not realistic. And so he tells me, put this on. Now, verse 13. Bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has complained against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. So you know what he's telling me there? You better learn to put on forgiveness. You better put it on, guys. Because every day, you're going to be given the opportunity to forgive somebody. Every day. I don't care who you are, it's going to happen. Verse 14. But above all these, but above all these, put on love. You know what that tells me? That's the highest one of all of them. And once again, love is birthed out of every one of those. Every one of them will flow right out of love. Put on love. So, he tells me right here. It is going to have to be a choice. It's going to have to be an effort. But what would happen tomorrow morning when you begin to put on your clothes? Did you not only put on your natural clothes, your socks and your shoes, but you sit there and say, okay, Father God, I choose today to put on love. I choose. And I believe this, guys. It's almost like we need to get a picture of it. That you see yourself putting on this robe of love. And once you put it on, it's off to work we go. Because once you put that robe on, you're going to be tested in that area. Now, look what it ends up saying here in the last part of verse number 14. Put on love, which is the bond of perfection. The Amplified says, 
The love is the bond of perfection which binds everything together completely in ideal harmony. And it's the thing. It's the glue. It's the glue. Now, this is why we started with the love. If I don't get this, guys, none of those others are going to flow. Everything flows out of the motive of love. And so, once again, I said, Father God, help me. Help me to be a lover of people. Help me to, to, to walk in love every day, no matter where I'm at. No matter where I'm at. Even when, when life tries to frustrate me. Stand up on your feet with me. I don't know if this helps you guys. And it stirs me up big time. Man, it begins.